back to Italy we go. Will the two-day weekend format spice up the racing? Who will team up with Max at Red Bull next season? And of course, the most important question, what does the Imola track look like? Let's jump the start. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jump to Start F1 podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yes, Yancy, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. <laughs> it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Maybe it's that Rocky Mountain high. Uh, before jumping into the whole episode, I want to make sure that we talk about what we always talk about here. We are on Instagram and Twitter at jump to start F1 on YouTube at jump to start racing podcast. And we are on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and tune in. Was that good enough? I'm not going to ask you to repeat it just yet. Ah, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How was your time off, man? Oh, it was much needed. I loved it. I went out to Denver to the Rocky Mountains and uh, just relaxed. And, you know, it's been a stressful year so far. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I relaxed. I was high in the mountains and I saw a beautiful scenery, beautiful state, Colorado. I I recommend it to everybody if you guys want to go visit. It was awesome. And to top it off, I got to see a race in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, let's nice. uh, let's talk about that. Let's jump right into, I guess, remaining thoughts from the previous race. What did you think of the Portuguese Grand Prix in Portimao? Oh, it was amazing! What a great track that was. It remind and just seeing those cars go around that track up and down. Uh, I went. I, I took. We rented a van, and I and I and I took it out driving on those mountain roads. And I was, <laughs> I wanted to do the up and down and the turning. I didn't go as fast as they did. I would have fell off the mountain. But uh, yeah, it was a great. It was a great race. Um, they, uh, I remember we talk about the the last chicane and the the track is very similar to Barcelona, but we complain about that last chicane um, in Barcelona where it slows down the flow of the tracks. I mean, of the cars. Uh, that does not exist in Portimao, and that made for great racing, a great overtaking spot at uh, at turn one. Cars were just flowing. It was a good, it was a good overall race, and the fact that there was a little bit of moisture in the air at the beginning of the race with that first lap, man, that was that was so cool to see uh, Carlos Sainz, future Ferrari driver. Wow! In the Yo, you sounded like a weatherman when you were like, oh, there's a bit of moisture in the air, 30% chance of uh, precipitation. I was hoping that that moisture would stay in the uh, in the air for the rest and of in the, the track. race and on the track. So we get, uh, if if what happened on lap one would have happened throughout the entire race, it would have been an instant classic. It was a good race overall. I hope we go back to that track. I agree. I, yeah. And, I, I and... Oh, here My we boy, go. Charlie! <laughs> Started fourth, stayed in fourth. Let's go, baby. Okay. Yes. He didn't do much, though. 
He Listen, didn't. Nah, he bro, didn't he have did, to. Bro, he, kept he was that good. Fourth place. He didn't have to really battle because he did well. And you know, and after that first lap, I think he fell back to like uh, seventh or eighth place. He got back up to fourth, man, to maintain that spot. You know, best of the rest in that car and that dog of a car, man. That was that was great. That was great. I said it uh, really via text during the week to you guys. It was like uh, Alonso dragging a, uh, a Ferrari almost to the championship against uh, Sebastian Vettel not I too told long you ago. Guys, man, world championship material. Yeah, yeah right. Playing out the way I thought it would, Charlie. <laughs> Are we uh, ready to move on from Portugal to Italy? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, man. We always want to move forward. Let's go to the next race. Let's, uh, let's do some news before getting there. First piece of uh, information here. Alpha Tari retains Pierre the Great. That's his middle name. Pierre the Great Gasly <laughs> for 2021. I, it was academic. Honestly, he should be up at Red Bull. Um, the guy has shown that he can drive the brakes off of that car at uh, AlphaTauri slash Toro Rosso. Um, I don't know what further to say here. Uh, I'm going to push back on he should be up at Red Bull, though. Here we go. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And Yeah. I, I, even Christian Horner, you know, Red Bull is looking for another driver, and obviously – the next best option would have been Gasly for that second Red Bull seat and put him up there. But Corner did say that they never really considered him because, one, the Red Bull is hard to drive, and Pierre Gasly seems to be striving and doing great things at Toro Rosso. Um, it's just the environment is better for him. So I'll take uh, Christian Horner's word in saying that maybe he doesn't belong at Red Bull at the moment. Wow. So you're going to believe Christian Horner over me. Okay. All right. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I'm, I'm sorry, Team Principal Supreme <laughs> Wellington. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think that's, that's the best spot for, uh, for Gasly. I don't see him being up at Red Bull, especially with Verstappen there. I think that's career suicide for Gasly, to be honest with you. Yep. If you see Gasly go anywhere else, probably on, you, you, I think your what you said a few weeks back would probably be at Renault. At Renault, <laughs> I, I, I guess. I guess even the computer agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, work never think, stops. Ruben, what do you got? I think it was awesome to that he could stay there. I would have loved to see him in Renault. There were, you know, the rumors were saying earlier in the year, but as long as he's not next to Max Verstappen on the Red Bull seat, he's fine. He's gonna keep he's gonna keep escalating and improving you know in AlphaTauri. He's probably gonna make up you know a couple of podiums there, hopefully, because they are coming back with a better, you know, yeah. with a better car. Trust me. The 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 tracing point just opened you know a Pandora's box for all these sister teams and all the other teams. You'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. They did, they are coming up with rules to explicitly ban all the copying, but um, at least it's cleared up. And uh, in, in F1, you're never going to stop teams from copying each other. Yes, sir. Uh, it's just the, the root of development. You know, the best option always rises to the top and all the teams go towards that route to make their cards faster. Uh, yeah, but uh, 
listen, Gasly should have. If it wasn't Leclerc that got driver of the day last week, it should have been Gasly. I highly disagree that it was Perez. I lost my ish when it wasn't Leclerc, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but Leclerc is. I mean, uh, Gasly's been driving the lights off. He drove a great race. He was he was probably the most exciting driver on the grid in Portugal. Um, and like I said, he should just stay at Toro Rosso, build his confidence up, get more experience. Alpha, Alpha Tauri, okay. We'll see Alpha what the Tauri. few... Alpha Tauri, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we'll see at... Uh, I think the the future is bright if you treat his career, you know, his career prospects great, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think it's a next to Max Verstappen thing. It's a, I think it's a Red Bull thing and uh, maybe you guys are right. Uh, I I just want to know who's going to be in that seat next to uh, next to the Red Bull. I mean, Hulkenberg. next to Max Verstappen next next season. Hulkenberg. I don't think it's going to be Albon, man. I think he's he's not going to see. Uh, he'll see the season out, but I don't think he'll uh, he'll be in that seat uh, next season. Well, I mean, speaking of that, it would be nice to see. Not nice for him, but to see Gasly and Albon in the AlphaTauris against each other. Then we see who's really. The better driver. That'd be Boom. Good. That is, that, that is, nice. that'd be a great driver. Perry, so wait, whoa, whoa. This is a great discussion here because then you'll see, you think, you, you think you'll see both of those drivers at, at AlphaTauri and then they'll, they'll bring in either Perez or Hulkenberg at, at, uh, at Red Bull and drop Kavia. I, th- <sighs> they've done it before. They dropped Kavia before. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Kavia had a horrible race in Portugal. He hasn't been too quiet. He's uh, been too quiet. He's been too quiet. He's a talented driver, but let's face it, Gasly is blowing the doors off of him throughout this whole season. Gasly is Gasly is ninth with sixty three points, and Daniel Kvyat is fourteenth with fourteen points in the same freaking car. Yeah, I mean, it, he drove. He was a pretty bad race for him. If it's me, if you're really trying to establish an identity for AlphaTauri, you want to put two good drivers in there. You want to put two good, cheap drivers in there. I think that's the way to go. And then bring in, I don't know if Perez is the right fit at the Red Bull. Perez will be, a, I think Perez will be a better fit at Red Bull than Hulkenberg. I don't know. Because at least Perez has proven that given a chance, he can get a podium. Then <laughs> listen. <Yep. laughs> yeah, that's what you. That was pretty savage. Yeah, that's what. But that's what you need in on a you know on a top team like that. Oh. Right now, uh, I t- I said it before. Red Bull is is literally fighting a championship battle with one arm tied behind their back, uh, with Albon in that car. He 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 didn't even score a point, man. I oh mean, my god. god, that's insane. And and he got lapped by Verstappen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I skewered Gasly for that in Austria last year. Yeah, so. and I and listen, I like uh, I, I like Albon. He's a nice guy, but yeah, but he's nice not doesn't doing win it, a man. championship. Yeah, exactly. And I and I was I would I really did think that he would get better, uh, uh, you know, as the season goes along. But he's just he's got worse, man. And and ever since he's, I think he's driven his worst two races of the season after he got that podium. Listen, unless Kafia becomes the torpedo again, he's gone, and then probably they're gonna demote Alvin to Avatar. Yeah, but if he becomes a, he becomes a torpedo again, then he's gonna be running into car. That's not even good. At least he'll be faster. He'll be faster <laughs> though. 
<laughs> yeah, but he's I don't know, man. He's uh he's not consistent. I I don't see exactly. him in that Alphatari next year either. So then they're gonna go put gonna put Albon in the Alphatari seat and probably bring Hulkenberg. Yeah, but you're also forgetting that they have Sonoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's a Honda Coming guy. Coming up from F two. That's but, a Honda guy. But yeah. do you wanna bring in yet another young driver opposite of Max Verstappen in a car that may not be as good as Max Verstappen's. Nah, I think I don't that's think, a. I don't think they'll put Sonora up in Red Bull. Uh, and to be honest with you, and this is, it, it's looking like Red Bull is going to bring, it's not going to bring one of their own drivers into that second seat. It, they're going to look outside. Christian Horner even said it, that they're looking, they're not looking in their young driver program because they don't, obviously they don't have enough drivers who are ready. It clearly, Albon wasn't ready. Clearly, Gasly wasn't ready. They need somebody with experience to score points alongside Max Verstappen. I'm Sonoda's ready. Sonoda's not ready either. Sonoda's not ready either. No, no. I mean, Sonoda doesn't even have the super license points yet. If he if he finishes, I think, in the top five, which is looking like he's going to do uh, in the season, he'll have the enough super license points. But if they bring him up to F1, it's going to be an Alfa Tori. It's not going to be at Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. That's a, he's a Honda guy. They're not going to bring him up. Yeah, and, and obviously Kavir is not doing the job. Alba's not doing the job. Uh, that I, I hadn't even thought about. It. I think that would be the best bet: take Alba down, back down off Atari, bring in another driver, uh, uh, an experienced driver, right next to Max Verstappen. And it's an easy yeah. sell. Hey, listen, this has worked out for Gasly. Let's move yep. him down. Get your confidence back. Let you show out in a car that's gonna be better than it's been. Yeah. Done deal. Let's I mean, get you ready. You know. Bring just, looking, just looking at the at the Red Bull situation, you can see, you can clearly see what makes a driver good. Uh, obviously, that I, everybody says that that car is very difficult to drive. That Red Bull, and Max Verstappen has taken that car and, and made it look easy. Uh, and it just shows you that no mere mortal can come in and drive, even if you're, you're if you are, even if you are a good driver, can come in and. Drive that car as good as Max Verstappen. That shows you how good he is and the caliber of a driver that he is. Maybe with a, an Infinity Stone, a driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And on, and on that note, uh, Alfa Romeo, Sauber, extending the naming deal through 2021. Um, last year, they were much better together, obviously, with the uh, enhanced Ferrari engine. This year, they've struggled along. But honestly, Kimi Raikkonen has made that car look pretty freaking good compared to even the Haas's or the Williams's. It's Kimi. Um, Just leave him alone. What, he knows what to do. What a first lap, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I yes. wasn't here last podcast, but oh, wow. Yes. So If you I'll, see the replay, wow. <laughs> I'll link that in the show notes because that was actually um, – it was superb. It's what a championship driver would do or a world champion or former world champion would do. He took advantage of not chaos, but it was. Um, he saw the gap and he went for it. Yeah, exactly. Just like oh, Urgent Tennis. Apparently, he, he, he saw multiple gaps. <laughs> he saw like 10 that gaps. Was insane. <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, I think that the, I've seen the race footage of Senna, I think, at Donington when he went up. I think he went from from sixth to first in the first lap and just passed everybody in the rain. That was pretty impressive by Kimmy. That comes pretty close, man. That was cool. That was really cool to watch. Uh, that's what we that's what we hey. earn, yearn for as F1 fans. That's like, why he's staying with the team. Moving up the field so fast. Yeah, yeah. He still got it, man. The old man still got it. Yes, sir. 
So that was a pretty good match in the sense that it started back in 2018 with uh, Alpha, what is it, uh, Alpha Romeo and Sauber. And when they brought in Charlotte Claire, if you guys remember that, that was uh, when when he was performing in that car. That's really what put that team on the, on map, the map and like, yep. hey, we're back. It's when the ascension started. Yeah. Oh my God. Charlotte! Charlotte! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but is there anything really else to mention as far as this thing goes? No, no, I think I think it's good. It's another. It's good for. It's more money. Yeah, it's more money. It's 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 money to develop the car. Uh, ever since they joined, um, you can see the difference. Ever since they joined forces, you can see that even though it hasn't really worked out for them, but they they do pretty different things as far as developing the car. They're, it's a very different car than the rest of the field. Um, it, it's probably. I mean, they use the same wind tunnel as Ferrari, so it's probably a. And I'm pretty sure Ferrari also, it's also a pipeline for Ferrari drivers to get into F1. So they pre- they get pretty talented drivers in the, uh, you know, co- coming through the program, which Sauber is known to do because a lot of current F1 drivers actually came in through Sauber. Kimi being one of them, Checo Perez, Charlie Leclerc has been one too. Antonio Giovinazzi, come on. Antonio- Vettel too, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, Vero drove uh, BMW Sauber. BMW Sauber. Oh yeah, you're right. Come so, on, BMW man. Sauber. Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I think it's a good partnership for them, uh, and I hope they they actually make a step up and fight. You know, fight in the midfield. That'll be cool. They got a better engine. Yes, sir. Ferrari got to step it up with that engine. Yes, sir. So we talked about young drivers and drivers coming in. Uh, next on our agenda is that the F1 teams agree in principle to a $30 million salary cap for drivers going forward from the year 2023. So any contracts that have already been agreed upon, whatever, they stay. Any contracts going forward. Grandfathered in. Yes. Any, any contracts going forward that are made. All right, you got 2021, 2022, and then 2023, you have to go down to 30 million. So, I mean, I think it's a good thing. It just sucks for Lewis Hamilton, who hasn't finished out. Yeah, and Vettel, who haven't. No, did Vettel hammer out his contract with uh, Aston Martin? Yeah, two years. Um, oh, no. He got two years. I don't know. I don't know if they're paying him the same amount as Ferrari. Well, of course. He's going to pay a ton of money. Poor Alonso. I know he's gonna I mean, make a ton of money too. Coming he's in, he's not gonna it, stick around that long. What What sucks is that we don't know these figures. It's not like here in the U.S. where we always know what the player is making. They announce it. And they, um, but thirty million, I think, is good. I, 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 the top players in any major sport are here, at least here in the U.S., are making anywhere near thirty, thirty-two million dollars. There's a few, maybe thirty-five. Some pitchers, um, but thirty million dollars is good. And they make a ton of money in endorsements. It's a worldwide sport. Um, yeah. And it's a good way to keep costs down. So a little bit, uh, just a little bit more detail. It's $30 million per driver is the maximum, right? So if you have a, a guy that you want to pay more, it's it's almost like a soft cap. You could pay more, but then it starts. So remember that we're also starting a $145 million budget cap for the teams. So you have the two... Two thirty millions, and then the one forty-five. So if you go beyond the thirty, you start eating into your budget cap. Oh, nice. Okay, 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 okay. Right. So 
then you start to weigh in. It's nice, but then it becomes a little bit of strategy, right? Because now does does the um the the, the the driver's salary is not counting what the teams are allowed to spend on development? Right? I heard that was separate. Yes, but if you pay above the thirty million, the difference comes out of your budget cap. That's oh, what Wellington just said. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. That, yeah. that, that's a good idea. It's almost like a luxury tax, like they do in Bitcoin. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, or, the only thing is that that $30 million, if they don't spend up to it, it does not go into their budget. So that's like a, a separate number. Yeah. Okay. That's so, interesting. So pretty much both us not making $30 million, So the remainder, I don't know. Twenty-eight million will pay it to Angela as a physical trainer. <laughs> we able to use <laughs> Angela Collin, Lewis's trainer. I, I mean, to be honest, who's making that money? I, I'm not even sure. I, I, like you said, they don't really talk about it. We know Lewis Hamilton was making what forty million, something like he that. Makes forty million with endorsements. Better was making pretty good money too, and was Alonso making was making forty, 40 was making- with McLaren. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna. They, I don't think they're paying them that much money at Renault. To be honest with you, Ricardo makes some good money at Renault. Well, Ricardo got. I think he got twenty million, and uh, and uh, Verstappen uh, is close to that twenty million as well. Twenty one million plus. From what we've heard, we don't. Again, they don't reveal these numbers. Only I think there's one like a contract entity they have in Europe that reveals this, that that has a number. They have to go through that board, but we don't see it in public. The only reason we know Ricardo's number is because it got revealed through uh through through what court court proceedings. Right. And Whoa. and and we know Lewis Hamilton's numbers through Forbes or something. Yeah, because like he's like one of the highest paid athletes. I just Googled Max Verstappen's it's a three year deal until twenty twenty three and it's twelve million pounds um Per year, but that so the, one of the things about Formula One drivers, they get paid the base salary and then they get paid bonuses for like their race wins, where they place in the constructor or the drivers' championship, where they place per race. So it's it's so incentive laden that it's hard to kind of really, unless you have the contract in front of you, to know exactly what it is. So they're heavily performance oriented. Yeah, like any job should be. If you're in sales, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the true capitalist. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, we talked about uh, Hamilton and Vettel and Ricardo, but in reality, who is going to be come 2023? Who's going to be touching that 30 million dollars? Ham. Ham. Well, yeah. obviously Hamilton. Uh, you got to look at the top drivers. You're going to be looking at Hamilton, Verstappen. Maybe Leclerc also, depending on what he does in the Damn. car the next yeah. few years. Yeah, I'm seeing Leclerc, man. I don't oh, think anybody listen. else. I think that that's such a high number. The, uh, Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton, let, or, come on. Or he's Ricardo a, also. Hamilton's a six-time World Drivers' Championship. I think that he's really the only one that's going to be up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, he'll be. he'll definitely be up there. But you'll get some other drivers that'll come close. But I don't think you're going to have... Anybody somebody up there that high more money than Lewis Hamilton yeah. maybe Verstappen maybe Verstappen maybe Ruben but I think <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> uh yeah I don't know 
and lastly, um, unfortunately, George Russell's trainer has uh, symptoms of COVID-19. As a result, he'll be um, self-isolating. It's now the world we live in. Italy, we were just talking before the show, Italy has gone back into lockdown. So you won't really see any fans at the race this weekend. It's just a fact of life at this point, right? Yeah. I, I think you... The the season's coming to an end pretty soon. And, and thank God it's coming to an end just as this virus is surging all over the world. Um, you saw a, a player tested positive at the World Series in baseball. Yep, Evan Turner. Evan, yeah, and, um, you know, it, it's just, that's a fact of life. This is it's happening and... And and this virus doesn't discriminate. Uh, it'll get F1 drivers as well. Hopefully, Russell um, is not infected. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. But uh, it, it, it is what it is. At least the protocols are working, and they're catching people before they get into the track and make a make it a worse situation than what it is. Yeah, I have to agree with what Yancy said. It's just it sometimes it's. I don't know. You probably could get it just by getting a cup of coffee next door, and that's and that's it. That's what you need. Just say, mm-hmm. yeah, we have to just stay to to the stream measurements or measures, whatever you want to call it, and stay yeah, safe. Stay safe. Stay stay away from people and wear your mask. So that's all you can do. And you know, get tested if you can, just to make sure that you don't have it. Yeah. Okay. So, gentlemen, a quick look forward. Our hmm. our race preview, yes, the uh, Emilia, yes, sir, the Emilia Romana uh, Grand Prix, I guess. <laughs> you know, I trailed okay. off there. Yeah, um, Ruben, hit what does that? What does that mean? Does anybody know what that means? Emilia Romana. Well, it's Is the Formula the One Emirates Grand Premio dell'Emilia Romana 2020. Is that? I guess the Emilia Romana is the the. The the region where they're having the, the race where Emma is, I don't know. I, me either. I'm gonna look it up. Let me see what this is. Ruben's Mister International. So hit us Mr. off with uh, yeah, <laughs> Mister Worldwide. That's that was originally Ruben. It was stolen by Pitbull. But uh, oh Ruben, hit God. us off with uh, <laughs> some history, please. <laughs> well, this this track or this area is full of you know history and racing and all that stuff. It's not far from. A lot of major, uh, how is this? Major manufacturers, when you know, Lamborghini, Ferrari, and other stuff, and others. You know, Alfa Romeo I think has a factory nearby. Um, you know, Ducati has a factory nearby as well. Uh, the track itself has been around for a long time. Uh, the first Grand Prix held there was in 1980, and it was because Monza was uh, was going under construction or something like that. But it was such a big hit that just it stayed on. You know, the following year they brought it back into the map. Or to, the, or to the calendar. It was formerly known as the San Marino Circuit. And at that time, Italy was having, had held two Grand Prix. You know, obviously, this one only came on the map and and Monza. And, you know, this track has also held all type of races, going from world touring to cycling to Le Mans. Also, we can't forget to mention 1990, 1994, which was, I was, you know, a lot of people in, uh, in F1 says that it was, Pretty much like the Black Weekend, because um, it was the weekend that we lost two drivers. You know, one was in qualifying and the other one was doing the race. And that was the one who was doing the race was Ayrton Senna. 
And um, I got I forgot the other guy's name. I had it written down, but uh, Roland uh, Ratzenberg. Ra- Roland Ratzenberg. There you go. I, I probably won't be, won't be able to pro- pronounce that name, but anyways, <laughs> probably the darkest weekend yeah. in F1 1994. Yes. Yeah. Uh, after Senna's accident, the track went into major renovations just to make that that part of the track safer, so the cars could slow down. I believe also during Senna's weekends. Rubens Barrichello had an accident as well, where he couldn't race the weekend of how he had like a concrete wall and stuff like that. Uh, it was it was on the calendar until 2006, and the most wins by the drivers is Schumacher with seven, followed by this tie between Senna and Pross. Most wins by construction drivers is Ferrari and Williams. They both have eight apiece. Then it's six by McLaren. Uh, the other thing is any manufacturer. Another one is uh, Ferrari has eight, Renault has eight as well, Honda has four. Ooh. All right, so I looked up what Emilia Romana is the name of the region where it is, and just a quick tidbit another little bit of history. The name Emilia Romana is a legacy of ancient Rome. Emilia derives from the Via Amelia, the Roman road connecting. Picesencia and Rimini, completed in 187 BC and named after the consul Marcus Amelius Lepidus. Look at that, man. We've even given you history wow, lessons. History, wow. Wow. That was probably my worst subject. In I have to start, Ruben, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to start charging for these classes. I feel like yeah, I feel like being on Zoom, I feel like I'm I'm doing a Zoom lesson here. Oh my god. So a little bit of track description before we get into everybody's favorite uh topic here but 63 lap race uh circuit length is 4.9 kilometers race distance total is 309 kilometers uh there's no record set obviously because it's a different configuration uh the compounds for the race hard medium soft c2 c3 c4 so it's kind of right in the middle of that range um we'll see haven't been here on this track in a long time uh, only um, one thing that's important to note here is that there is no Formula One on Friday. There's only one practice session Saturday morning. Uh, then it's straight into qualifying, and then the next day it's the race. So we anticipate a lot of variables. Yes, that yes. is what's going to make the race interesting. This is out of track that, uh, especially with these current cars, uh, doesn't seem to be a track that promotes great racing. However, we have learned throughout the previous years in this season that the less data these teams have, the better the race will be because they can't prepare for everything that will come at them during the race. So the two-weekend format, I think, two-day. will make the two-day weekend format. Two-weekend yeah, two weekend format. <laughs> two day week. Damn, we're gonna be racing for two weekends straight, <laughs> straight endurance. Um, yes, um, yeah. So the two day weekend format, I think, will make this race very interesting. Less data, more interesting races. Uh, I can't wait. It should be fun. Yeah, just look at what happened last week with the data, but the tires were not working. So imagine this weekend. No, not enough data. So they're going to be jumping hoops like, oh, my God, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the track map. Have you guys thought about what this looks like? I've thought and thought uh, and thought long and hard. Right. 
I can go first if you guys need it. Need the time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think I think it's like a, a fish jumping out of water or like a, a, a blue whale or something with the with the fin down at turn seven, eight, nine. It happens to be the blue <laughs> section. And then the head over on uh what is that, eighteen seventeen. I I we I think we're we're thinking along the same I also I also picture out. a uh, a gun, obviously. I mean look it looks like a handgun. Like an old school handgun, yeah. Yeah, that is like a like, musket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like a deformed seahorse too. <laughs> that's what that's that's all I'm getting. I, I thought along the lines of a sea creature also. That's that's the best thing I can do. A gun wow, that's a really ugly ass gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben, you th- you think gun? No, yeah, gun is pretty accurate too. But I think I just got another one. Like when you guys were talking, so imagine putting a sack over a person, and when they start to fall, <laughs> wait a second, is there somebody in your trunk? Are awesome. you kidding me here? Of course, Ruben. Ruben. I'm gonna call the Ruben, bo- Ruben, <laughs> Ruben went potato sack racing. <laughs> there you go. Backwards. Backwards, right? <laughs> don't they have I think I seen this in Sports Center. They have an event. I don't know where in the world, but they they, they roll down the hill with, with the sack potato yeah. sacks. Yeah. Maybe that's where they got the, the inspiration for the look of this track. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So I that think maybe, right? I know I think that maybe that's good. I think that that's uh, Lewis Hamilton in a potato sack rolling down the hills, the Tuscan hills. <laughs> Trying to win. Yeah. <laughs> No, and no the we're tires, not in Tusk. We're not in Tuscany. Bad. We're in Emilia Romagna. You're right. You're right. Yes. Uh, so, just uh, to go over a little bit of the track itself, even though that that those were pretty good descriptions, you should know what it looks like by now. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the start I finish. We just confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's a start finish straight. It's not really a straight. It's got a couple of kinks in it, but they don't count as turns. It leads into a chicane, a left right. And then uh, another quick left at turn four, another um, left-right chicane. It's, to me, and there's another two chicanes after this. I'm going to be up front. This, to me, looks a lot like Monza as far as, like, straights, chicanes, straight chicanes. I think that it's going to be a heavy power track. Um, I first No? You don't think so? Nah, man. Because... You're right in a sense that it has straight chicanes, but the straights aren't very long. And I think that going into these turns, you have to break. What makes Monza Monza is that you don't have heavy braking zones. And I think uh, you definitely have some heavy braking turn zones. Turn one is heavy in Monza. Yeah, super. Well, yeah, but that's it. I mean, but that's, that's probably the best uh, overtaking opportunity that you have on that track. Here you have plenty of of braking zones that'll slow the momentum of the car down. You know, going into let me see the direction of the track. Yeah, I mean, going into even uh, turn one, turn. Yeah, I, I don't see the track. I don't see the cars having great momentum going in here, especially in that second sector. You, you'll see the cars slowing down a lot there. Ruben, what do you got? Do you think? What do you think? And it's also it's not a very wide track. Also, 
So it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't promote a lot of overtaking. This is definitely going to be a power track. You know, it's definitely going to be a power track. So we expect Renault to do good this weekend. And you know how it goes. Well, let's jump right into that. Do you have predictions? Predictions? The top is not changing. Maybe nope. shift them out. One, two, Mercedes, Hammond, both us. Third place, Max. Fourth, fourth is going to be Ricardo. Fifth, I'll go with, you know, I'm going to throw in a loop. I'll go with Carlos Sainz. How about you, Wells? Oh, well, I'm going to go one, him, two, Max, three, Boras. Uh, I'm going to say, obviously, here that uh, Mercedes will clinch the championship, the Constructors' Championship. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, exactly. Who would have thought? Now, you're really going out on a limb there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best of the rest. Renault was nowhere last race. <sighs> I think I'm, first yeah, I'm, incident coaster. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It's it's gonna hurt me to say it, but I think that Ferrari needs a win here. I think that or by win I mean best of the rest. I think Oh my bad Charlie will be fourth place. Formula one point five? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I really thought you guys were going to uh disrespect my boy Charlie. No, no. But wait, 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 what's what's who's fifth? Fifth, I got uh, probably Perez. How about you, Yancy? Come on. Let's give it. Charlie! Charlie! Yeah, Charlie's going to be definitely best of the rest. I think they, the car looks like it's improved. There are some questions uh, that will be answered this weekend, especially for Ferrari, to see if their form was track-specific at... Um, in Portugal, in Portimao. Uh, but they did bring uh, these upgrades. They've been bringing these. It was a, a three-phase upgrade. And the last of the up, the three, the last phase was at Portimao. The car looked good on the, in Charlie's hands, of course, in Charlie Claire's hands. Uh, definitely not in Beto's hands. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, Hamilton obviously is going to win. Botas, Verstappen, and then Charles Leclerc. After Leclerc, I say Danny Rick. Okay. Yeah, but it's gonna be close between Danny Rick and uh and Leclerc. And Paris. No Paris. I don't know. Why do you guys see Botas ahead of Max? I think the car is good. I, I know that Red Bull's getting closer, but you know we we rail on on Botas, but Botas is driving pretty good this year. It's just that he's driving behind Hamilton, and but he's driving next to Hamilton and uh, clearly behind Hamilton. <laughs> Dude, watching any qualifying this year, it's like, oh my god, Botas set a crazy lap, and then literally right behind him, it's Hamilton. Him. It, it's crazy. It must be so heartbreaking for him because he literally leads. Like this weekend, it was every practice session, every session, including in qualifying, except for that last session in Q3 in the race. And it just must be so demoralizing because once Hamilton got past him, 
he won the race by 25 seconds in the same car. That is crazy. And Bottas ain't driving bad. It's he's not driving bad at all. If 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 it wasn't Hamilton in another seat, he'd be up there in the championship race. But it's just you're going up against the GOAT, man. Yeah. You're going up against Lewis Hamilton. Listen, after all of this settles down, I wish Bottas would just say thank you to Hamilton. Because Hamilton is making him that better. I, I think no, he has well, to, I think, he has but to I be also, so top notch because he is next to Hamilton. That's why I say that. But I but I also think that that Botas is making Hamilton better. Because uh, if you, I don't know. You you also you also have you, you have it's the same thing with Rubens Barrichello. And and I, I thought you were gonna say our Ruben. He does make us yeah. better. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you, guys. Thank you. Listen, Ruben, <laughs> I'm gonna give you your flowers while you're alive, my friend. You make Whoa. us better. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but but no, man. I think that if you have a driver in that other seat that can push you, you become a better driver. You go up to a next level. So you have Botas who is in these practice sessions and even in qualifying, is giving Lewis Hamilton. You know, he's not that far off from Hamilton, so he's giving him some competition. It just makes Lewis go to, you know, turn that gear and go to that next level to just, you know, get that the, those few tenths in qualifying and and those 25 seconds yeah, in the race. Yeah. You know, it's just, you, you got to have somebody pushing you. And obviously the only person that really can push Lewis this season and, 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 and most other seasons in this high, uh, turbo hybrid era it has been Valtteri Bottas. He hasn't driven bad at all. This he's had his. He's been pretty consistent. He's just not as good as Lewis. You need you need a a, a good driver next to you in order to push you. Rubens Barrichello did it for for Michael Schumacher. Uh, Rubens Barrichello can easily be considered probably the best driver in F one never to win a championship. The best number two driver. Yeah, uh, you know and. Uh, but Botas is right up there in that league. He's a great driver. Uh, I don't know if Botas will ever win a championship, uh, but he's he's not as bad as we make him out to be. He's a really solid driver. It's just you're driving against you're driving against the goal. Yeah, he's definitely not strong. He's definitely not strong. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me. Uh, it brings a tear to my eye because it makes me think. Uh, where would both Max and Danny Ricardo be if they were still racing each other. I feel like, oh uh, man, Ooh. it make, it brings a tear to my eye. Ooh, but that would have been insane. But that tear in your eye quickly dries when the money talks. <laughs> what? It doesn't <laughs> talk to we, me. But to Ricardo, it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Is there anything else to talk about with regards to this race? Nah, man. It just the two day weekend. That's uh, that's really. I think that's gonna be the story. Yes. Less data, where it's actually being done on purpose, so we can actually evaluate it as it is. It's not like it's the first day of practice is rained out. Um, if this is successful, you can you could definitely see uh, FOM uh, Formula One management try to uh, to um, bring the race weekends down to two races if it makes it interesting, along with the new rules. I think that they're doing it on purpose. This is right. not. This is this is a year of experimenting. Uh, they haven't been able to experiment with other formats uh, that have been talked about, meaning uh, you know, 
reverse grid races and, and things like that. But this is definitely one that um, could make the racing interesting on a Sunday if you don't, if the teams don't have enough data. Listen, this weekend, because a two-day weekend, is a must to watch. Qualifying is going to be off the hook. I think practice is going to bring a lot of surprises too. And the race is going to be also superb. You'll see. Don't miss practice because when you only have one practice session, that means these cars are going to go, you know, balls to the wall. And that's always fun to see. Practice? You talking about practice? <laughs> I'm talking about practice, man. <laughs> Woo. All right, people. Enjoy the race. We'll talk to you right after. Peace. Bye, guys. Thank you.